Today I'm going to be meditating on the concept of bearing fruit. So Jesus says uh, in Matthew 7 verses 16 and 17, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So I actually read until verse 19. Um, And then he also says the same thing again, Matthew 12, um, 33 is either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a free, a tree is known by its fruit. And, um, so we're, you know, in the natural, um, when God created in Genesis one, verse 11, um, he says, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb that, um, that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. So, in other words, everything bears fruit according to its kind, and that's why Jesus is saying good trees can't bear good can't, can't bear bad fruit, and vice versa. Um, so that's how we can see physical evidence of what people have planted in their hearts. We're not supposed to judge people's motives, but we can judge the fruit that we see in their lives. But what does that actually mean? So there's a bunch of different ways that we can look at that. So just kind of like as a roadmap. Um, the good fruits that we can look at are fruits of the spirit, fruits of their labors, uh, fruit of financial seed sown, fruit of trusting in God, fruit of wisdom or making good choices, fruit from the word itself or the uh, fruit of the kingdom from sowing the word, uh, fruit of discipline by the word, and then the fruit of repentance and the fruit of words. So, and then that also includes the fruit of praise, like the, the, the return from that. So all of those are different areas that I'll go into all the verses about that. But then the same thing happens on the negative side, just like Jesus said, the, the bad tree also bears bad fruit. So negative fruit is going to be things like consequences of poor or evil choices, the fruit of negative words, the fruit of negative thoughts, or the lack of fruit of the kingdom where there should be some, where this the, the seed is sown and then nothing comes back as a result of that. Okay, so first, what I think almost everybody will think of um, as soon as you start hearing about fruit from a biblical context is going to be the fruit of the Spirit. So the most well-known verse for that is going to be Galatians 5, um, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then other places where it talks about the same thing, Uh, Romans uh, 6, verse 22, um, says, But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. So that's the the fruit bears holiness, and then the ultimate result of that is uh, everlasting life, which is interesting. So along those lines, Proverbs 11, 3... Uh, let me go find that. Proverbs 11, verse 3 says, uh, am I doing the right thing here? Oh, sorry. Proverbs 11, verse 30 is the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, which is, you know, interesting because the tree that was in the garden was called the tree of life. And if you eat it, you get eternal life. So that's definitely a recurrent theme here. And then it says, and he who wins souls is wise because winning souls obviously means that those people are going to have eternal life. Um, then others that talk about the same thing. So we're still on the fruit of the spirit. Second Corinthians nine, um, verse 10 
is, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Um, In Ephesians 5 verse 9, um, is for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So that one isn't quite enumerating as much as some of the others, but same things are listed essentially. Uh, Philippians one, verse eleven, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So He's the source of them. Um, James uh, three, verse eighteen says, um, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So fruit of righteousness, again, from from a peaceful scenario where, uh, where Jesus is the Prince of Peace and he is also the source of all the rest of these fruits of the Spirit. And then a more um, comprehensive list, one more time, is in Second Peter 1, um, verses 5 to 8. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Um, For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are the things that we should see in those of us who are being transformed from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit who is teaching us. also, so that's the, the, the kind of like the intangible soulish benefits, the, the benefits that are pulling from the spirit into the soul and changing who we are and making us more godly. But there's also more practical types of manifestations of fruit, uh, good fruit sown. So the fruit of labors, um, Psalm 1 describes this. Uh, so Psalm 1 verse 3 He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So this is, backing up a little bit, the beginning of this is talking about the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in this path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So the fruit of meditating on God's law, God's word, uh, day and night, is that we will bring forth our fruit in season and whatever we do will prosper regardless of the circumstances so this is we're planted by uh, by rivers of water so even if the rest of the land is barren we're planted right where we need to be in order to get all of the nutrients and all of the the hydration that's necessary to bring forth that fruit um also psalm 92 find that Psalm 92 verse 14 um, says they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. So there's not an expiration date on this. Uh, those of, uh, Actually, let me back up a little bit because the rest of this section is also really good. So starting at verse 12, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Um, and then Proverbs um, twelve twelve is the wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the fright of the righteous yields fruit. So though I, I assume that 
eventually. This is that means that you can't necessarily expect that the second you plant a seed, you're going to have fruit tomorrow. Obviously, that's not the way it works. We have to create those roots. So the roots are what ultimately ends up bearing the fruit in time. Um, Proverbs 31. Um, this is verse 31. So this is speaking of the virtuous wife. Uh, this is Solomon talking about his mother. Uh, so it says, give her the fruit of her hands. And so she, it, it's just gotten through talking about how incredibly industrious this Proverbs 31 woman is and how she continues to labor and things come forth. And she also has plenty of like she, she gets a return on her investment and she provides for her household and she's got wisdom on her tongue and she doesn't fear for the future and all of that. And then it says, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Um, and then Romans 15. So this is still talking about the idea of our labors having bearing fruit as well. Uh, Romans 15, verses 27 and 28. Um, it pleased them indeed, um, and they are our, and, and they are their debtors. For if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you to Spain. So this is talking about how uh, those who sow the gospel will reap material provision. So it's okay for people who spread the gospel to get paid for that, essentially. Um, and then Philippians um, one twenty-two, talking about the same thing. Um, but if I live on in my flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. This is Paul talking. Um, so he's he's talking about the fact that if he continues to live, like he's talking about to live as Christ to die as gain, as that's the, the segment here. Um, but if he continues to live, then he's going to continue to sow the word, and then he's going to reap the fruit of souls. He who in souls is wise. Um, and then let's see, Colossians is another one that is talking about this same concept. Um, Colossians 1 verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing in him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Um, okay, so in that case, it seems like the good works are blessed to produce fruit, not that they themselves are the fruit in and of themselves. But you're, as you do good works, then you see a return on that investment. Um, and then the fruit of the fi- of financial seed, of sowing into good ground, into places where, that are doing good things. So even if you're not the one who's actually doing the work yourself, if you're doing other work and you're cr- uh, accumulating wealth as a result of that, and then you're donating to those good works, that fruit also abounds to your account too. So Philippians 4 uh, verse 17 says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So this is Paul trying to encourage the Philippians to be generous for that reason. Um, and then, so some Old Testament messages or verses, Jeremiah, now I'm talking about the idea of the fruit of trusting in the Lord. What can we expect to reap as a result of that? Um, Jeremiah 17 verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. This sounds familiar. Which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So even in times of drought, we can still prosper because we are trusting in the Lord because it's his job to take care of us. And then Hosea um, is another 
one that, that says essentially the same thing. Hosea 14, uh, verse 8. Um, Ephraim shall say, what, shall I, what have I to do any more with idols? I have heard and observed him. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. Um, and then, okay, so the fruit of listening to wisdom. Um, wisdom is personified in Proverbs as being female um, and as God used wisdom in creating the worlds. So I've heard speculation that this is kind of a personification of the Holy Spirit, which is an interesting idea. Don't know if it's true or not, but um, Proverbs 8, where we're talking about wisdom, and a lot of times wisdom is speaking in the first person in here. Um, Proverbs 8, verse 19 says, my fruit um, is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. Um, And Isaiah is, Isaiah 3, verse 10. Um, Okay, this one says, say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. So that's the, that's true of both sides, right? That's true of the righteous and of the unrighteous. Everybody's going to end up with the fruit of their doings, though. So plant carefully. Um, and Jeremiah um, seventeen ten. Oh yeah, that's part of the same thing. Um, Jeremiah thirty two. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeremiah thirty two verse nineteen. That you are great in the council and mighty in work, for your eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So, same concepts there again. Um, and then Matthew 12 33, as we talked about at the beginning, um, where Jesus says, You will know them by their fruits. Uh, Luke 6 43 to 44. For a good tree does not, the same thing, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. Uh, for men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So that's such an interesting concept that um, if you listen to what you say, you can say things that are contrary to what you believe, but not forever. You're not going to be consistent all the time. Listen to what you're saying in unguarded moments. That will tell you what you truly believe because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, okay, so let's see that. Then James 3.17, I already read before. Then the fruit of the word and of the kingdom. So um, Matthew 13, I think this is going to be the parable of the sower. Uh, verse 23, yeah. Um, so the parable of the sower, I guess I'll go ahead and just read this because I'll get to that later when it comes to the negative fruit too. So this is uh, Matthew 13, starting in verse 3. Then he spoke to them many things in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and then the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Um, And when the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak into them in parables? Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit down to to verse 18 where he actually explains this. And it says, Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. 
But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So that concept of the the word of God as a seed, it repeats over and over again. And because of that, again, just like God um, did in the natural in the beginning, in the um, when He created, every every uh, tree bears fruit with the seed in itself that will bear according to its kind. Same thing is happening in the spirit realm as well. Um, and then, so Matthew twenty one. Verse 43 has a similar concept. Okay, so therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. So this is him. This is Jesus uh, speaking to the Jews who have rejected him, or who are in process of rejecting him even then. Um, and then Mark 4:20. So the parable of the sower reappears there, but the verse 20 is his, his summary, um, and it's the same thing. For these, uh, uh, for these are the ones, the ones who, um, the, the, where the seed is sown on good ground, they hear the word accepted and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Um, okay, let's see where else I am, if I've lost my place. Um Okay, and so that was, okay, Luke 8.15 is the next one on my list. Um, okay, and that one's the same verse that, that is um, speaking of the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So he, in Luke, he adds that concept of with patience because you don't bear, you don't sow a seed and then reap a harvest the very next day. It's something that has to be, you know, cultivated for some time and watered and all of that. And then John um, 4, verse 36 so that says, and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. So there it's speaking of sowing the word and reaping souls, re, uh, reaping souls unto eternal life. And then John 15, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask in the father in my name that he may give you these things I command you that you love one another and then Romans 113 again is speaking of the harvest of souls uh, Romans 113 now I do not want you to be unaware brethren that I often plan to come to you but I was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles um, and Romans 7 4 Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So that is still that that common theme. And Colossians 1.6 says... Which has come to you as it is uh, also in the world and is bringing forth fruit. It is also as it 
is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. So this is still the fruit of the word and the fruit of the kingdom. And then James also reinforces the idea of bearing fruit with patience in James 5, verses 7 and 8. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Um, And then there's also the fruit of discipline by the word. So when it speaks of God disciplining his children, that doesn't mean he disciplines you with bad things happening in your life. It means he disciplines you with the word. That is how he, that is how a good father will do it. Um, John 15, verse 2 to 8. Um, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You will already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Um, And then, like, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Am I reading in the right place? Um, yeah, um, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. That is how we glorify the Lord, by bearing much fruit from the word, um, so that you may be my disciples. Um, And then Hebrews talks about this too. Hebrews 12 verse 11 um, says, um, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So same thing, same concept. That's how he does it. The fruit of repentance. Um, So when we repent, then we can turn around. So that, of course, is the hallmark of John the Baptist's ministry. Um, And so we see that at the beginning of Matthew or the beginning of the Gospels. Matthew 3, verse 8, where he says, John the Baptist says, Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, uh, turning around so that their hearts and ways are changed so that they will be open and prepared to receive the kingdom that Jesus was bringing right after that. But repentance still is what what, um, lays lays out that red carpet for the Holy Spirit to come in and change things. Luke 3 verse 8 says therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves we have Abraham as our father so this is also John the Baptist speaking and then the fruit of words we can have what we say so um, Proverbs 12 um, this is a huge theme in Proverbs Proverbs 12 verse 14 a man will be satisfied with the good with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him so that's also the fruit of your um, labors as well And Proverbs 13, verse 2, A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. Proverbs 18, 20, um, says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Watch what you say. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Um, Proverbs 18, 21, says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Um, and Isaiah has the same concept. Um, Isaiah 57, verse 19, um, says, um, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. So the fruit of the lips. Um, and then praise, Hebrews 
Hebrews 13:15 talks about how praise is also uh, it also bears fruit for, um, 13 verse 15 therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name um, and then of course negative consequences are part of this as well so Proverbs 1 um, so this is also wisdom that is speaking as well um, still part of Proverbs Proverbs 1 verse 31 says, therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. And this is talking about those who hate knowledge and hate wisdom are going to reap what they sow as well. Um, and Isaiah 10, verse 12, says, therefore, it shall come to pass when the Lord has performed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, that he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his haughty looks. So the, the fruit comes about as a result of something that is in the heart that ultimately does bear bear fruit and back to uh, Jeremiah 17 10 says I the Lord search the heart I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doings so again that plays both sides of the fence that goes both ways whether positive or negative Uh, and Jeremiah 21 verse 14 but I will punish you according to the fruit of your doings says the Lord I will kindle a fire in its forest and I shall devour all things around it Um, and Jeremiah 32 verse 19 says you are great in the counsel and mighty in work for your eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men and give to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings again um, and then Matthew 3.10, again, that was uh, John the Baptist talking about repent because the kingdom of heaven is, is near. Um, but I think this was actually the verse that was slight just after that. Um, 3.10 says, And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So those, that's the consequences that awaits the opposite side of that choice. And then Romans... Um, 6 verse 21 what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed for the end of those things is death so uh, the choices essentially the of um, things that profit the flesh eventually they will bear fruit unto death is what he's saying here and then Romans 7 5 um, same concept uh, says For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Um, And then again, so the fruit of negative words is uh, going back to what Proverbs was talking about. uh, Proverbs 18 uh, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So that also plays both sides. Um, And Hosea, back to Hosea. Um, and that's 10 verse 13 it says you have plowed wickedness you have reaped iniquity you have eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own way in the multitude of your mighty men uh, the fruit of negative thoughts so the the thoughts become words become actions um, so the beginning of that cycle is still part of essentially planting a seed uh, Jeremiah 6 verse 19 Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. 
And then no fruit of the kingdom where there should be. Uh, so that, again, was the parable of the sower. So let me go back and reread um, at least the, the conclusion there from Luke. Uh, Luke 13, um, verses 6 to 9. So, oh, this isn't the, the parable of the sower. This is... Um, Verse 6 says, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it, and if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. And John 15, verse 2. Um, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And then finally, Jude. A little tiny book. The very end. Uh, Jude 1. Uh, so the whole thing is one chapter, so it's 1. Uh, verse 12. And it says... These are spots in your love feasts while they, when they feast uh, with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. So, um, again, I'm going to go back to the anchor verses that I started with here from Matthew uh, 7. So the bottom line is you can look at the fruit and in all of these various categories. So we should be bearing fruit of the spirit in our characters. There should be fruit of our labors. We should be sowing financial seed that bears fruit. That We should see the fruit of trusting in the Lord resulting in blessing. We should see the fruit of wisdom and good choices and fruit of sowing God's word into our lives. The fruit of repentance, the fruit of discipline by the word, and then the fruit of our actual words, what we are speaking. And Jesus says, from all of these things, we should be able to tell what it is that we are planting. We should see good fruit coming from that. So he says again, this is uh, Matthew 7, verse 16, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. All right, so I hope that was helpful to you. Thanks for joining me, and I will see you next week. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.